Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. I'm your host, Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the ball rolling. Just here for the beer. Tonight, I'm drinking the Lucy Session Sour from Indeed Brewing Company. This brewery is another one that's located right in downtown Minneapolis, right off of Northeast 15th Avenue. And I have to say, I was very drawn to this beer simply off of the design on the can. And quite frankly, after you guys voted, I was getting a little bit nervous also because of the can. I was thinking, man, what am I getting myself into? Maybe it'll be a little too citrusy for me. So with that, for those of you that have been listening for a while now, you know that I like a little hint of something in the beer, fruity, citrusy. A little something to give it a little bit of a kick or a, di- a little bit of a different taste. Um, but I need to make something clear after trying this beer. I know there is such thing as too much citrusy or too much of a flavor. flavor. And like I said, I was a little uh, worried a little bit of that in this beer. But after trying it though, I like the citrus part. It doesn't hit you too much. You can taste it. It's subtle and you can enjoy it. Frankly, it's a nice light beer. Kind of reminds me of like summer. And truthfully, it's making me look forward to summer beach days and nights. The citrus taste is a tropical-y. But remember the name the name of the beer. And I'm forcing myself to have to do this right now. Juicy. Sorry. Lucy Session Sour. After the in- initial taste, the sourness really hits you as you're getting to the after aftertaste. It's very tart, and frankly, because of it, isn't my favorite. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a bad beer, and I, I, th- I think I said this last week. I don't know if I'll ever say a beer is bad unless it's you know natural ice or natural ice ice or something like that or something made by me. Um, but because of the tartness. Um, it's, it's not one of my favorites. Uh, this isn't something I necessarily go out of my way to get. I'd maybe, maybe have it, like I said, on the beach after a couple or something like that. Um, uh, for those of you that like, uh, tart or sour beers, this is for you. Go try it out. Needless to say, also, if you guys not, if you guys haven't already checked out Indeed Brewery Company, go check them out right now. They're open for dine-in, curbside pickup, and non-contact delivery as well um and if you're into the dine-in right now they have a very nice setup down there in um in downtown minneapolis their inside seating i believe is reservations only right now and i know they usually have a couple food trucks or two available and they have a nice cool little patio area um with any other questions you can go check them out they it's just indeed brewery dot com so Go check them out right now. Indeed is open Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturdays, noon to 11. And Sundays, noon to 10. So once again, now that it's nice out, hope to see you guys there sometime soon. Goldie's Locker Room Talk. For the men's hockey team, like we mentioned last week, they were not in action as their series with Penn State was canceled due to COVID precautions. And also, just yesterday, it was announced that seniors Jack LaFontaine, Brandon McManus, and Scott Reedy were all finalists for the 2020-2021 Senior Class Award in recognition of their achievements on and off the ice. 
They were among 10 finalists for this award and the winner of the Men's Hockey Senior CLASS Award is to be announced during the 2021 Men's Frozen Four in April. So congratulations and good luck to all of them. Also, really fun fact and want to note, the U of M is the only college that has more than one finalist to their name. So huge hats off to the U of M and the boys as well. So also coming into this last weekend of the men's college hockey season, the Badgers have a one point lead on the Gophers for the number one seed in the Big Ten standings. So as it's coming down to the wire, the Badgers will take on the Michigan State Spartans in Michigan this upcoming final weekend. Well, the Gophers will host the University of Michigan Wolverines in the final weekend of the 2021 regular season. For the Gopher, Friday night's game will be at 7 p.m. and can be seen on Fox Sports North Plus. And on Saturday, the game will be at 4 p.m. and can be seen on the Big Ten Network. So, good luck, boys. For the girls' team, uh, they were also off this last week at they, as they were getting ready for the WCHA final face-off. The Gophers finished their 2021 regular season with a record of 11-7-1, which was good enough for a Big Ten ranking standing of four, and they are currently ranked fourth in the nation as well. Heading into this playoff time and the WCHA final faceoff, the Gopher girls will look to make it to back Make it back to the NCAA tournament after a one-year absence. During the regular season, the girls' team was led by senior Grace Zumwinkle's 16 goals and 23 points. Junior Abigail Boreen finished second in scoring this year with eight goals, and both and both junior Taylor Heisey and freshman Abby Murphy tied for the team with seven goals apiece. Also, there were only two Gophers this year that finished with double-digit assists. Junior Emily Odin led the way with her 12 helpers, and freshman Abby Murphy had 10 herself. As for points, other than Zumwinkle, there were five other Gophers with double-digit points. Lauren Bench, the big-time goalie this year, ended her year with a regular season, sorry, with a 9-5-0 record, a save percentage of 924, and a goals against average of 2.16. So, huge congratulations to all the girls on a great regular season. But with that said, the 2021 WCHA final faceoff will be held March 6th and 7th at Ritter Arena in Minneapolis. The WCHA's top four seeded teams will compete for the league's playoff championship and an automatic berth in the 2021 NCAA tournament. So for the Girl for Girls team, they will play in the first game of the weekend as they will take on the number one seeded Wisconsin Badgers at 1.07 p.m. on Saturday the 6th. Then following that game, the number two seeded UMD Bulldogs will take on the number three seeded Ohio State Buckeyes at 5.07 p.m. Both of these games on Saturday can be streamed on flowhockey.tv. Then the winner of those two games will face off in the championship game in Ritter Arena at 2.07 p.m. on Saturday, or sorry, on Sunday, March 7th. That game can also be live streamed on flowhockey.tv. So good luck to all four teams, especially our Minnesota Gophers. Go get them, girls. Now on to the men's basketball team. Uh, they had 
a less than stellar week as they went 0 and 3, um, which kind of leads us to the first question of the night. Before I get into that, um, 81% of you mini weekend fans uh, had the basketball team beating Northwestern the night of the last podcast, and I can't say I blame you guys at all. Frankly, I thought they were going to win. Unfortunately, us 81% were wrong as the Northwestern Wildcats dispatched of us 67 to 59. But with that, Katie asked me this week, what has happened to the Gophers uh, basketball team? It started off the year just so hot, and now they've lost uh, so much lately. How is that possible? Great question, Katie. And once again, thank you for your question. First and foremost, what I'm about to say doesn't discount the fact that they've recently lost the very poor teams. But first and foremost, for a number of years now, the Big Ten Conference is arguably one of the toughest college basketball conferences in the nation. Um, as I look at their losses, and right now, um, I believe Michigan is currently number two. They've lost to Michigan. Um, they lost to Michigan once. And then Illinois is number four. They've lost to Illinois twice. And then after Illinois, Iowa is fifth in the nation. They've lost to Iowa once. Um, but obviously they, they beat Iowa once as well. And then after Iowa, Ohio State is seventh. But... We didn't uh, play them this year. Just worth noting that there's another Big Ten team in the top 25. And then after Ohio State, uh, Purdue is number 23. We have one loss to them. And Wisconsin is 25, and we have one loss to them. So, again, they're 13 and 13 right now. But if you take those one, two, three, four, five, six losses, I mean, that's the difference right now of being uh, 13 and uh, 13 or... Um, 19, you know, and, uh, 19 and seven. So truthfully, you know, it, um, it sucks to see them uh, playing this way, Katie, but the way I see it, and again, it's not too, um, it's, uh, I know this is going to sound like a cop-out answer, but the biggest reason for me in this is injuries. The Gophers have been without their huge centerman, Liam Robbins, uh, who up until he got injured in February 11th uh, game was the nation's number one shot blocker. I have yet uh, to check, but the Gophers have been without him for six games now, all of which they've lost. And despite missing these last six games, Robbins is still number two on the team with scoring, averaging uh, just under 12 points per game. But also he had a team high with si team highs in 6.6 .6 rebounds per game and 2.6 block per game so I mean honestly you take away a big inside presence like Robbins and yes that can hinder you and make matters worse for the Gophers um you know and you know that can suck but to make matters even worse the Gophers third leading scorer Gabe Clousher broke a finger on his shooting hand the very next game after we lost Robbins so again not to give Patino and the Gophers a pass but when you lose two of your five starters and who also happen to be two of your top three players on the team, you have to find points somewhere else, and that can be tough. 
However, with that stead, that still doesn't ex excuse losses to 6-14 and 14 teams like Northwestern, 5-17 and 17 teams like Nebraska, and 8-13 and 13 teams like Penn State. Like, I mean, and to add insult to injury, an 8-13 and 13 team, like I mentioned, in uh, Penn State beat them by almost 20 points. So, I mean, that to me, you still have to beat the teams you're not supposed to be. Um... The worst part about them is it looked like they just didn't care down the stretch, um, which truthfully kind of going with that leads us to this uh, another question we got re uh, regarding the Gophers basketball team tonight. Um, Joe wants to know, if the Gopher basketball team does move on from Patino, who would be some of the replacement options for the head coaching job? Now, um, Joe is right. There have been some rumblings, especially with them going three and 10, their last 13 games. Uh, there's nothing set in stone, but there's rumors going around that they uh, are going to do that. So, um, if that isn't the case, obviously one of the most Minnesota, um, Minnesota options that a name that's getting thrown around is Ryan Saunders. Truthfully, there's there's a lot of questions in the air with regards to him. Um, truthfully, I think to myself, is, is a guy like him even though the Timberwolves just fired him, is he going to be okay with going from coaching in the NBA to coaching um, in college, even if it's you know his alma mater? I just I don't know. Maybe truthfully, that's a big Minnesota move of us, typical of us to do. Um, but upon looking into it, there are a couple options that I'm actually really excited about. It looks like the first phone call would actually be to Brian Dutcher. Right now, he's currently the San Diego State head coach. Um, it sounds like, um, or not it sounds like, he is an alum and he's a son of former Gophers head coach, Jim Dutcher, who actually won the program's last Big Ten title in 82. And he's been doing an incredible job since taking the Aztecs uh, over in 2017, last year's team, uh, it sounded like, looks like went undefeated or was the last undefeated team in college basketball and clinched the MWC title with weeks still left on the schedule. But San Diego is a great place to live. Um, but I have the feeling that Dutcher would be okay leaving that program if you were to get an opportunity to make it to the Big Ten. Uh, and rebuild uh, our alma mater. And truly, I think that's what Minnesota has to go after. We have to go after somebody that's been in the program that can, you know, get these guys going, that can get them excited and knows the process, knows the system, and knows the guys. Like, um, that's why what leads me to option number two, uh, his name is Nico Medved. He is also a Minnesota alum and a Minneapolis native. He's actually a former assistant for us back in... <coughs> the 2006-2007 season. He's an up-and-coming coach who's already shown he has the ability to win at uh, a couple different schools. Um, and, you know, to me, he kind of checks... It sounds like he checks a lot of the boxes. He's still relatively young. He's about 47 years old. He's in his third season at Colorado State. He's helping the this team improve from uh, 12... Uh, a 12-win se season in his first year. So, again, I think um, these two guys should be 1-2. It sounds like another name that's being thrown around is Craig Smith, who happens to be the Utah State head coach. Um, I, I don't think he'd be a top choice, to choice, but I don't think he's a bad choice. I think at, something's got to give. We've had too many years of Patino. I didn't think he was a bad coach. Um, but at this point, I don't even like their... 
uh, their chances of uh, their chances of making the NIT. It sounds like a, a Scott Nagy is a potential um, candidate too. He's a, at Wright State head coach. Um, so that's just a couple of the names that are getting thrown around right right now, Joe. So thank you for the question. As for the women's um, basketball team, they unfortunately were not in um, action this last week. Uh, they had a game scheduled for February 28th in Minneapolis, but was not played as it was mutually agreed upon by both teams due to COVID-related issues in the Minnesota program. Um, so, And also due to the limited time remaining in the regular season, they just ended... Uh, they just ended it and called it uh, canceled uh, and no contest. So the Gopher girls are still scheduled to finish the regular season play on Friday, March 5th. Excuse me, Friday, March 5th. Um, they will be at Illinois. Uh, that game will be at 4 p.m. and can be seen on BTN+. So go get them, girls. Unfortunately, similar to the women's basketball team, the um, Gopher volleyball team was not in action this last weekend as they were supposed to take on the Michigan uh, Wolverines. Um, so the 94% of us that had the Gophers uh, beating Michigan, we're not going to know for right now. Um, even in even worse news, uh, the team was supposed to take on the um they were supposed to take on the ohio state buckeyes between tomorrow and saturday but that matches between those teams have also been postponed so um right now it looks like the next time the gopher <clears throat> volleyball's team will be in action it looks like they are set to still play uh what is that a week from today or sorry, a week from tomorrow, rather, they're still on to play host to the Illinois Fighting Illini um, on March the 12th at 6 p.m. and the 13th at 5 p.m., both games supposed to be on BTN+, but we will keep you updated with what we know on that, and then... Um, on to the softball team. It looks like the softball team played more this last weekend than I was expecting. The softball team is already three and three as they split their first three series um, this year. Um, I kind of screwed up a little bit with my softball um, with my softball uh, poll for you guys this last week. Seventy three percent of us had the Gophers beating Maryland. Um, but the Gophers did win their first game of the season at 3.15 against Maryland. However, later in the night at 7, Maryland got us back. We beat them 2-1, to one, and then they beat us 2-1. to one. Uh, The following day, um, they had a doubleheader with the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State Buckeyes took the first of two games. They won 2-1 to one in 11 innings. And then something clicked for us, and we beat them in the second game of the doubleheader, 8 to nothing. Then to wrap up the uh, games for the softball team this last weekend, they played the Indiana Hoosiers on the 28th, um, similar to the Maryland series. Uh, the Gophers won 
uh, the 230 game one, six to two, but then fell to the Hoosiers five to seven. Excuse me. Um, in their sixth game of the season. So the team's already three and three and still have a lot, a lot of um, softball to play. So up next for the softball team, they are set to take on, uh, they're set to take on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights uh, three in a three game series. Excuse me. Um, actually tonight or a week from today. So the first game will be on the day of the next podcast. They'll be taking on the Scarlet Knights in a three-game series. They'll be playing them at 9.20 a.m. Um, on the 11th, and then 11.50 a.m. as well. So those two games will take place before the next episode, so we'll go through those as well. But they will play them on the 12th, which will be in turn for the 18th episode. So... Uh, hopefully they can uh, string together a couple wins here and get above five, 500 for us. So that would be awesome. Uh, as for the baseball team, as we were talking about, they are in full force and they are ready to get going. This baseball team is eager to get playing again as similar to the softball team. Their season was cut short last year. Um, and similar to the softball team, they're going to be playing a lot of weekend series with teams. So they're opening up, like we mentioned last week, in a U.S. Bank Stadium. Their first game will be on Friday, tomorrow, March 5th at 7 p.m. They'll be playing the Hoosiers, uh, Indiana Hoosiers, that can be seen on the B BTN+. Plus. Uh, the very next day on Saturday, they'll be playing the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, 4 p.m., also on Big Ten Network+. Plus. And then on the 7th, they'll be playing the second game of a uh, series with the Rutgers Scarlet Knights on the um, uh, the 7th, the Sunday at 2 p.m. And then they'll be playing the Indiana Hoosiers at the conclusion of that game at around 6 p.m. Um, once again, in U.S. Bank Stadium, all games can be seen on BTN+. So... Look forward to watching them play, and uh, it'll be kind of cool seeing them uh, play in U.S. Bank Stadium. It'll be the first time that I've seen any other sport uh, being played in there, so kind of cool to see. So this week's local Minnesota business shout-out was recommended to us from another one of our past um, local biz Minnesota business shout-outs. So Thank you. Um, we love seeing the Minnesota local businesses helping other Minnesota local businesses. So without further ado, uh, Root Stock Designs is uh, where it's at this weekend. That's R-O-O-T-S-T-O-C-K and then Designs. Um, they, are, they do a lot with handmade wooden crafts. So they're designed, they're cut, etched, painted, and constructed all by hand and man I was looking through their um, Facebook and their Instagram that's kind of primarily where they um, uh, where they uh, show off all their stuff and you're able to get in contact with them and man, th man they do everything under uh, the sun I was looking for my wife uh, it, it looks like they make some really really cool earrings um, like I said everything under the sun they they do uh, signs um, etched uh everything like that just just super cool honestly i 
I was ready. They even really did some really cool, if you go check out their Instagram page, they have some really cool coasters. I was ready to talk about them for so long today, but honestly, just talking about them and looking at this stuff, I'm just, I'm in awe of all this stuff. There's so many different things you can get from these guys. Um, and it's just, it's, it's really cool to see. And honestly, I, I'm not doing them justice. You guys have to go t check them out for yourselves. Like I said, it's Root Stock Designs. You can follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, once again, if you live in Minnesota, you have to go check them out. Um, some of these, uh, these pictures are just amazing and you will not uh, be disappointed. So like I said, go give them a follow, go check them out, reach out to them. And, um, I, um, I myself can't wait to get some stuff from them. I'm already, I, I've already made a list for, for things for me and my wife to get. So check them out once again, root stock designs and, um, let me know what you guys get from them. So with that, now onto the twins and our, what's that third question? Dan wants to know, will the Twins return to the postseason this upcoming uh, year? And truthfully, yeah, Dan, I, I'm going to say yes, I, I like our chances. Um, I want to say I can't, um, I can't remember where I saw, but a couple days ago I saw somewhere where we were actually supposed to be the favorites to win the division. Uh, so uh, I couldn't find the same one, but uh, what I have up right now Chicago White Sox are the current favorite. They're a minus 143. And then us, we're plus 175. Cleveland's plus 650. Uh, Detroit, excuse me, is... Uh, and then both Detroit and Kansas City are plus 4,000. So, yeah, you know, I like I like our chances to um, win the AL Central. Again, I know I think the Chicago White Sox are right there kind of in the boat with us as favorites being considered they're so young and they have so much athleticism to them um but i like our chance to make it back um you know i think having a, a, a bunch of those young guys finally make the postseason last year it makes them hungry to get back there um and plus i look at um spring trainings underway and they look okay i try not to put too much stake into spring training because i know uh, in today's day and age, spring training is more looked at as, you know, development, you know, getting guys ready. Um, it's not truly a reflection of, you know, how necessarily a team looks. It's just like the NFL. You can go 4-0 in the preseason, but teams that have gone 4-0 in the preseason can, you know, can just as easily go super crappy. Just like teams that go 0-4 in the preseason can just as easily go on and win a Super Bowl or, you know, do really well. So, um Last I checked today, I we were two and two, and we were about tied with uh, Tampa Bay uh, two two or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I like our chances, and hopefully um, we'll get to see them actually win a game this time around. But I like our chances to go back. Um, other than that, not a um, not a whole lot of. Uh, uh, twins news. I, I saw an article a couple of days ago that said something like a healthy Polanco could be a key cog in the Twins infield strategy, uh, something like that. But truthfully, um, having too many infielders, good infielders is a better problem to have than not enough. So 
once again, good problem to be in. And hopefully, you know, we can kind of have a, you know, revolving door of guys. And, you know, you hope to see that uh, happen. So moving right along now on to our Minnesota Wild, who for a lot of people are, um, you know, the, the team to follow. Uh, we're in the midst of a six-game winning streak before going up against the Golden Knights, which, speaking of which, Molly wants to know, what do you think went right for the Wild during their six-game winning streak? And, you know, Molly, quite frankly, I think the thing we had going for us was just solid team solid team play in that six game winning streak we out um excuse me we out uh scored our opponents what's that 27 to 1 2 2 4 5 6 7 9 10 27 to 10 uh yeah you heard that correctly and 27 we had uh 13 different goal scorers 13 different goal scorers and um and what was that? 18 different players register at least actually one point. So, I mean, it's a real team effort. I was I, I was talking with my brother-in-law the other day, and this is really, uh, you know, a team effort. Uh, Dean Evanson is showing that he trusts all um, 18 skaters as he really is going lines one, two, three, four, repeat one, two, three, four, repeat. And, we were when I was talking with my brother in law who who used to play uh, hockey growing up. Um, he said you don't see that a whole lot in the NHL. So when you're able to have that depth and you're able to rely on so many players, it's it's great to see. Um, I think Kakinen was playing outstanding. Uh, truthfully, um, you know we lost two games to the Golden Knights recently, five to four in OT. We still picked up a, a point. And then uh, one to five uh, last night we lost. But truthfully, if I was Evanson going into um, Vegas, he was uh, Kakinen was on a roll. Um, I truthfully I wouldn't have taken him out. I would have seen how far Kakinen would have taken us. Um, not to say that would have meant you know beating uh, Vegas two times, but you know that's just me. Um, but I think. Molly, I think this we're finally seeing this team just kind of gel together. There's there's different guys that are playing together. We're seeing different line combinations, but it's really it's a team that Dean Evanson is you know is preaching accountability, and uh, these guys are going out there and they're you know they're sometimes getting uh, down one or two goals, but they're showing resiliency and they're coming right back. I mean, I've seen games where they come out. Um, amazing in the first period and then they kind of fall flat in the second period but because they're such a defensive team they're able to still skate by and I've seen the vice versa I've seen them come out in the second or the first they look kind of sloppy especially that first game against Vegas but they come back with a strong second period and you know the rest the rest is uh the rest is history so um hopefully uh a lot more to come to see from this team uh, next up for them they will be in Arizona for a two-game series this weekend um, tomorrow night they'll be playing the Arizona Coyotes at 8 p.m. and then Saturday they'll be playing the Coyotes at 6 p.m. followed by uh, coming home for a five-game uh, streak uh, Monday 
the 8th, they will be hosting the Vegas Knights at 7 p.m. And then Wednesday, March 10th, they will be hosting the Vegas Golden Knights as well at 6 p.m. All games except that last uh, game on the 10th can be seen on FSN North. And on the 10th, that game will be national televised on NBCSN. So hope to see uh, more good things come from this wild team. And I apologize, but still no new news on the NWHL. Not sure what's happening there. Um, been trying to tirelessly get more information on what's happening on that front, but it doesn't seem um, like anything is going to be happening. Like I keep saying, um, I think our best bet at this point is they're just going to shut the book on this season and try to look forward to next season. Um, however, for the loons though, um, they were a little busy this week. Um, as of this last Tuesday, um, the Minnesota UFs, sorry, the Minnesota United FC team added a what seems to be a much needed striker on the free agency transfer by signing uh, MLS forward and former U.S. men's national team player Juan Aguilado to a one-year deal. Last season, he um, he's uh, 28, so still pretty young. He played in 14 games and scored three goals with the MLS side Inter Miami CF. And then before that, he played most of his career in the MLS with the New England Revolution, scoring 35 goals in 156 regular season games with them. So huge congratulations to him, and we welcome to him to Minnesota and wish him all the best. Um, and then it sounds like just earlier this morning, we signed um, Patrick Way to a homegrown uh contract um it says uh the article i uh, read this morning said he's the cousin of united states international timothy way and he joined uh our team on a homegrown deal not really sure what that means um he is 17 years old and he signed a four-year contract with us which actually includes an option for a fifth year as well um so once again, a uh, huge congratulations to him. We hope uh, to see him develop well for us over the next couple of years. And um, yeah, with that, we move on to our, what's that? Our fifth question of the night. Uh, Derek wants to know, why have the Wolves been so awful lately? And truthfully, Derek, um, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I... Gosh, it's it's blown my mind. I'm gonna be completely honest. I haven't watched a lot of their games this year. Um, in part because I was trying to figure out how to be able to even get TV to watch the Timberwolves and the Wild. I've been watching them more recently. I'll be completely honest. I did watch them get their butts kicked to Charlotte the other night. Um, but that was one of three games I've watched. And frankly, last night was the first time watching them live. I actually saw them lose. The first two games, I was lucky enough to see them win. Um, but, you know, to answer your question, Derek, I think the bottom line for the Wolves, we're just playing terrible defense. Um, I'm not going to lie. Watching the game last night, we looked very good. We looked very sound. We, we 
we played with confidence in the first quarter. We played, we made good shots. We were passing the ball, nice crisp passes. We were getting everybody involved. We were getting open looks, and I wouldn't say we were playing tremendous defense, but we were playing okay on the defensive side of things. That said, as the game went on, we just we got careless. We got too pretty with our passes, um, which led to sixteen turnovers. We were lucky. Phoenix only turned um, a lot of those turnovers into eight points. Uh, truthfully, I think points off of turnovers is only counted if the ball doesn't go out of bounds off the ensuing turnover. So I think that helps because we just threw the ball out of the uh, out of bounds half the time. But our opponents had uh, the Hornets had twelve steals on us. Um, what was that just last night too? Um, so like I said, we're playing terrible on defense right now. We're giving up on average 116.5 points per game to our opponents, which I'm going to put into perspective. That's 28th in the league out of 30 teams. And it's also worth mentioning um, we are allowing our opponents to shoot an average of 47.7% um, from the field, which is 27th in the league so like i said i you know it, it's got to start on defense and this chris finch that we um we signed uh after getting rid of um ryan saunders um i mean that's just got to be his thing he's got to get to be a defensive coach we have good i truly think we have good talent on this roster i've heard not just myself and not just Minnesota people, but I've heard podcasters and analysts talking and salivating over this Jared Vanderbilt. Um, you know, got pe people like Nas Reed, Carl Anthony Towns is obviously uh, you know an all star, but we need him to you know step it up too. It it sucks that we're not able to have a one two punch like him and um, with him and Russell. But hey, Carl or not Carl. Um, Anthony Edwards is coming into his game. So, again, getting back to answering your questions, why have the Wolves been so awful, Derek? You know, it, you know it's because we suck. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We suck on defense. And as the game gets going, I get the sense that we were up or down. We were within three points after the first quarter, but we just got careless. It looked like they got too comfortable. And don't get me wrong, I'm not for... And I'm not against teams playing comfortable. Like, you look at some of these better teams, they, they play comfortable. They get into their groove and, um, you know, they you know they get it going. And truthfully, um, I really hope this Chris Finch, we're off for about eight, no, seven, a week now. We don't play again until the 11th. So nobody on the team is, other than Ant is a rising star, but apparently they're not playing that game. So, truthfully, Chris Finch has got to take it this um, time and just um, just hunker down on the flipping uh, defensive side of things. I mean, it's it's just it's it's unacceptable, and it's it's crazy to me that a team uh, that has this much talent and this much potential is just sucking on defense um which also leads me to update you guys on something so i know there's 15 there's 15 um teams in each conference and there's technically only five teams in each conference this year that will not be making the playoffs 
I'm sad to say I am retracting my previous um, prediction of the Minnesota Timberwolves making the playoffs as one of the ninth or 10th teams. They're not making the playoffs this year. They're 7-29 in the first half of the season, and truthfully, I would be happy if they finished the season with 20 wins. So that would mean what? That would mean them going 13-13 and in the last. I would be very happy if that could happen. Will it happen? Not sure. Um, but hey, wishful thinking. So like I said, next up for the Wolves, we'll be off for the next week. And then our uh, for All-Star game stuff and such, our next game will be... Um, the a week ago, a week from tonight, they will be at New Orleans taking on the Pelicans at 7 p.m. on FSN North. So with that um, brings us to the final topic of the night of uh, football slash Vikings. Um, not much to report on the Vikings, which actually brings us to our um, final question of the night. Derek also wants to know. How, how far will the Vikings uh, make it next year? Uh, once again, thank you for the question, Derek, and such a good question. Um, again, not me. I'm, I'm trying, obviously, with everything that's going on with our sports and everything like that. I'm trying not to be the eternal optimist. I'm trying to be practical and realistic. Um, the, not, the, the realistic, fan-loving uh, Jack here, Derek, um, I I see us making the playoffs next year. I think the difference between um, this upcoming season and last season is our young guns like Justin Jefferson, Cam Dantzler, um, and who's the other Cam Dantzler? Um, I can't think of the other young cornerback. But the issue we had on the defense side of things where we were very young. So this is a team that's going to be another year older, another year experienced, and a team that's also getting back Daniel Hunter, Anthony Barr, hopefully an Eric Hendricks that plays more than, you know, eight, nine, eight, nine games in a season. Um, and, you know, it looks like, um, it sounds like we're getting um, Pierce back to, it sounds like we just re-signed him. So a lot of the questions, I know a lot of people look at this last year's team, Derek, and say, you know, we were able to put up points. It was our defense that was unable to keep points off the board. So I think next year we're going to see them be better and keep more points off the board. It's just, once again, it's a matter of what Kirk are we going to get, um, you know, which kind of ticks me off because, yes, you know, yesterday, um, you know, you hear Greg or uh, what? what the hell heck's his name, um, Spielman saying Kirk's our guy, he's our quarterback going forward, which, fine, like, I'm not saying he's not a bad quarterback, I'm not saying he's, you know, he can't put up numbers for us, but I, I'll, I'll eat a textbook, I'll, 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 I'll do whatever, he, he's not gonna be the kind of guy, he's not the kind of quarterback that you win a Super Bowl with, I just, I don't see it happening, so, I guess, Sorry to go off on, on, on a tangent there, Derek, but to short answer your question, I see us making the playoffs um, with how good um, Green Bay is. With It sounds like there's a little bit of a rift there between uh, LaFleur. And, um, so I could see us vying for the, um, the, uh, the NFC, uh, the NFC uh, sorry, North champi championship. 
Um, but at, at very least, I, you know, we will make the playoffs. And again, similar to what was it two years ago team when we lost to San Francisco, I can see us winning a game. I could see us maybe potentially um, going to the NFC Championship game. But I just, as long as Kirk Cousins is a quarterback, I just, he doesn't give me hope that he's going to bring a Super Bowl here. So I see us making the Super Bowl for sure winning a game, depending on if we get into the wild card or if we get into the divisional right away. But I don't see us making the, um, uh, the, um, the Super Bowl. I just, I don't. As Kirk is our quarterback, I just, I don't. So, um, lastly, before we get to the end of the podcast here, um, something happened to go in the Vikings organization, uh, two days ago that is a little near and dear to my heart. Um, tight end Kyle Rudolph was released by the, uh, Vikings after spending 10 seasons with us. Um, man, I have to say this move, I was expecting it um because from what i was hearing uh the vikings were asking rudolph if he was willing to restructure and rightfully so kyle rudolph said no i feel like i'm worth this money don't disagree with him but with the cap situation the vikings are unfortunately in with the ungodly amount of money we're just forcing at kirk um we're, we're, we're forcing at Kirk. I knew I knew something was going to happen, so I figured it was a matter of time. Obviously, it still sucks to see him go. He is worth the money. We save money though, um, but it just you know we couldn't we couldn't work. I and I think the last last I heard, I think by doing that we saved ourselves five or six million, which isn't a lot. But you think about the kind of team we're going to bring back, and you hope that uh, things can happen. Um, so thank you, thank you, Kyle, for uh, everything you've done for us. Uh, quickly, um, he finished a, I mean, who who knows, he might come back. But as of right now, his 453 receptions are good enough for fifth overall as a receiver, second as a tight end. He's leaving us with 4,488 receiving yards, with his, which is good enough for 10th overall as a as a uh, pass catcher second as a tight end and his 48 receiving touchdowns are good enough for fifth overall and first as a tight end it's also worth noting he's a two-time pro bowler pro bowler and his first pro bowl back in 2012 he was named the pro bowl mvp so once again kyle thank you thank you thank you for everything you've done for us all reliable um we wish you the best of luck going forward and um you know, can't wait to see what you guys, uh, what he has uh, left in store. So with that, remember, this podcast is about you guys, the listeners. If you guys have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter and Instagram handles are at miniweekend, and email is at miniweekend.com. That's M-I-N-N-W, M-I-N-N-Y, sorry, W-E-E-K-E-N-D, at gmail.com also be sure to let us know if you want to stay anonymous with your questions and lastly we're on tiktok now on tiktok we're just at mini weekend as well so if you have a tiktok as well i want to see some fun cool content be sure to give us a follow on there 
Also, find us and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter where there will be giveaways and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. And lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes up. Until next time, Mini.